Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Linaway. Today, I bring you a conversation with artist Alona Nyemi. She talked a bit about her studio practice, how it expands from room to room to garage. It's a great chat, so stay tuned. We're joined by Alona Nyemi, and she lives in Salo, Finland. Um, she received her BFA degree from the Gray School of Art. Um, and is that Ab- Aberdeen? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay. Scotland. Yes, and then her MFA from Southern Illinois University, uh, say hello, or I should say, I should say Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. But we've got Alona here today, so hello. Hi there, how are you? I'm quite good, uh, aside from a little bit of hiccups here. Um but um, it's very, it's great to have you on. Um, you know, I realize just just because a number of people have been bringing it up, it's been, you know, uh, five five years already. Oh, a so long time, eh? Quite a bit, yeah, quite nice a bit. Nice to have a chat again. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um, I guess the the first thing that I that I wanna wanted to ask you about, just because I think we just kind of got into it um, for a second there, is just, um, you know, what. You know, after all that time, I guess, uh, uh, being away, and it's not like you were in the United States forever, um, but w- what was that experience like in terms of returning home again? And I guess, you know, just the way that it's reshaped your life and your studio practice and all of those kinds of things. Nice, nice, simple question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's good to start with. Um, I guess it was brilliant to come back home. I guess I never realised how homesick I was when we were in Carbondale, because because um, life was very different there, and you know it, everything was so so much focused on art. You were either working in the studio or you were talking about it, which was starting to do my head in a little bit, or then you were teaching it, and I loved teaching it and I loved working in the studio. But I think it was very. A very healthy move to get back home and then realize that there's life outside um, grad school. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. And so, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, I, I know that, you know, for myself, um, being a Midwesterner from, from, the, from the States, that's something that really influences my work. Um, what, I guess, in what ways, I know that, you know, just a lot of your, your work might be kind of informed uh, in a number of different things, including the figure, but I mean, what... I mean, what does it mean to kind of be where you're from and, and how does that location, I guess, inform your work and, and I guess your perspective or your, your, your sense of identity? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess I never realized it up until now that um, perhaps just being at home and having the local surroundings here, and especially the change of seasons, mm-hmm. really influences my work. You know, um, I think in Carbondale, you didn't really have such such cold winters and warm summers and things like that. And we have that here. And I think my work, I've always been very interested in opposites in my work. And now I can sort of feel it much more strongly now that I've been away for a long time in a completely different climate that I do really quite like the whole sort of cycle of life and death that happens with the seasons, that winter comes and just kills everything off out there in nature, and then it all sort of 
don't know, has a rebirth again the following summer. So, yeah, I think it does play into my work a little bit. Well, and, you know... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I mean, I, I think that just the nature of this is supposed to be pretty open in terms of, you know, what you might say. Um, and I, I like to kind of improvise some of these questions as we're kind of working through here. But I, I mean, obviously, you know, um, one of the one of the ideas that you were kind of working with, you know, years ago, um, to some degrees, was this idea of, of kind of like these figures almost drowning or kind yeah. of related to water. Um, I mean, yeah. is that is the idea of like a life and death motif is that something that still you know influences your work or what you're interested in definitely i think the whole idea of drowning and death in general and somehow death linked with beauty is something that is very interesting to me even now um and also the whole i guess psychology in a way the psychology of of um life and death in a way and especially the sort of darker side of the human mind right mm -hmm. um and death through that i suppose i don't know if i'm answering your question at all actually <laughs> well no it's it's perfectly fine um and um I, you know i just i kind of like to figure out where people are coming from too you know and i think it's something yeah. that you know especially in a conversation it's one of the things that it seems you know, I get a lot of, anyway, just, just the kind of sense of community that you have in terms of, you know, looking at art and kind of talking about art. Um, and I, I know that you also have, a, a, I believe, a, some background in, in literature as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I graduated from the English department, sort of specialized in English language and literature, especially literature. But that was in Finland before before I started studying art. I guess right. I never confused between art or languages, and then that's why I did the literature, literature side first. And I think that does have an influence on my work in a way that I think um, I read a lot, and I like, like again, going back to death and psychology and things like that. Recently, I've been reading Siri Hustved. Mm -hmm. Do you know her writing? No, I'm like not familiar. Well, it's dealing with a, a very similar issues to what I'm sort of tapping into my own work. And uh, she's based in New York, but I think her family's from Norway. And it's sort of, it's very, I think, pretty easygoing literature. But, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just something, you know, very leisurely. Sure, sure. And, I mean, is is actual writing, is that something that you're interested also in, or...? Yeah, yeah, I still... Um, I still write reviews every now and then whenever I see a show that I quite like. Uh, but then recent, very recently, I've published some poems as well. But they're in Finnish. But okay. Yeah, I just got them into a local anthology sure. of contemporary writing. So that's quite... I, I really enjoy writing. But I do keep them very separate, the writing and my studio practice, which is probably why I don't really like um, I didn't really enjoy grad school conversations and sort of mulling over your work in a verbal way all the time. I don't mind, talk, you know, like thinking about my work and writing about it after I've done a certain piece or, you know, like after I've finished a painting, I might want to think about it in a conceptual sense like that. Right. But, but yeah, I, I do keep them very separate, writing and doing, you know, visual work. 
Right, right. Well, and I guess just you know, because obviously there's a there's a big span of time there. Um, uh-huh. Could you could you and again, I'm 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 looking at it from that perspective of just kind of you know where where somebody is you know, coming from in terms of, of maybe, I guess, what they're interested in and, and, and kind of their process. But, um, you know, what, I guess, what are we missing? And, or at least what, what could potentially some things that have been, been missing, um, or I guess evolved in, in that regards in terms of the work? Because like, for example, I don't know if, you know, literature in terms of maybe mythology or storytelling oh, yeah. is, is something that's kind of influenced your work. And I obviously, you know, um, hopefully when people visit your vet website, they'll, they'll see that you've been, you know, doing, you've been continuing to do a lot of stuff, um, with figurative work, with installation, um, with, with a lot of different kinds of mediums, drawing. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious how, you know, that, that, that idea of storytelling, um, you know, has, has played it into the, into the work or maybe how it's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, yeah. I think it's great that you brought brought up mythology because that's something that I've always been very interested in and um, you know like when I was doing my literature studies that's why I was sort of focusing on the mythology and Angela Carter's writing and mythology and Frida Kahlo's painting at the time and things like that so um, and I'm still into it but I think um, more in a in a sort of symbolic way and visual way and uh, you know um, I've read a lot of Carl Jung, might sound a bit old-fashioned or what have you, but I do really quite enjoy it. And I do like his ideas on symbolism and visual symbols and things like that. So, uh, you know, very recently I've started looking at Renaissance paintings and the visual symbols there. And I don't, I don't really understand them because they're all so religious and so old at the time that you really need to know a lot about religious mythology at the time in order to understand them but I think I just enjoy them from my perspective and especially the you know the flowers and butterflies and things like that that abound in those paintings right because you can see them as eternal symbols of life and death again and and certainly so that's, that's that's what I've been recently sort of doing in my own work as well painting a lot of um, flowers, I suppose. Maybe also because we've got a garden now, and I'm really into gardening. So, you know, that's where it all started from. But I think, yeah, things go in cycles like that. You start somewhere, and then you try and you make some work, and then you get back into it and and try and understand more about it, and then start reading on about, you know, right, right, these well, things in a deeper way. Well, I was I was going to ask you um, just a bit because I mean, I, obviously. Um, you know, you've, you've, you've got a lot of drawing. Um, mm-hmm. could you, I guess, talk a little bit about your relationship to drawing? I mean, I know that, um, obviously there's some, um, pieces that you've done. I can think of just very specifically some of these kind of smaller, almost kind of collaged kind of figurative mm-hmm. kind of drawings and stuff like that. But, um, you know, maybe just in the way that you use it as maybe a finished piece, but do you also just do a lot of drawing in your sketchbook in terms of just getting ideas out there and that kind of thing? Yeah, I do, and I cut out a lot of stuff. I've noticed that a lot of my work are actually cutouts of some sort. Either it's collaged and cut out from magazines or, you know, drawings that I've been cutting out and sticking together again. 
or even when I paint, I tend to cut the faces out. So cutting is a, it's almost like a form of drawing for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do draw a lot in sketchbooks and gather a lot of ideas. And I've started sort of putting them into a blog recently. So I'm just to get an idea of my own processes in a way. Interesting. Well, and, and so, I mean, um, you know, aside from that, I mean, obviously you then have a lot of different, um, like mixed media and stuff that you're working through too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think especially since we had kids, time's been so limited in terms of artwork that I've had to, I've sort of had to give up on the very time consuming mm -hmm. forms of working, you know, like painting. I really enjoy painting, but it takes so long to do it paintings right. the way that I do them so that's why I've been doing a lot of other stuff like drawing and cutouts and especially photography and sort of I, I take photos and then I cut them out and then I stick them together again and then take new photos of them and print them out so these kinds of things that can be done a bit quicker but I have to say that I think all of this is sort of like extra material and the main thing is still painting and making an installation out of them Right, right. Well, and so, I mean, you know, could you kind of give us a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe just an example of like maybe something that you're working on in terms of, I guess, the evolution of the idea and then maybe how it winds up becoming a, you know, a finished piece or an installation or something like that? I think there's a lot of just, um, I just gather a lot of materials. I feel a bit like an ant. You know, you're just gathering a lot of stuff from all over the place and reading bits here and reading bits there, and then your head just mulls them over. Even sometimes you don't even realize that it's doing it. But you're just sort of gathering stuff, and then some idea pops out from somewhere, and then you just you realize that there's something in it, and you you want to take it further. Sure. And stop developing it, and then and then that's how the how the final piece then happens. Right. Like a, a couple of years ago, I had a show in Turku and I wanted to focus on this whole idea, like what you're talking about, process and how a, how a piece of work evolves. And this show was on two floors. So downstairs, I just had all these images, like sketches and photos and stuff that I was I had gathered during the process of making the finished pieces. And then upstairs, I had the finished pieces. And you know, like the finished pieces were very, very different from the stuff that was that was going on downstairs. You can't really necessarily make a direct link that you'd start from somewhere and then make color studies, and you know that it would lead to the pieces that were upstairs necessarily. But yeah, right. So I'm not sure if other people can see the development. Right, right. Well, no, I mean it's just you know. Um... I, I'm learning, you know, especially through this podcast, it's really interesting just to see, well, I should say, listen to people talking about just different ways that they wind up doing things. So, you know, yeah. even just the nature of this podcast, I'm, you know, having, having to teach myself how to do something and just kind of see how it works for me. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how that works for other people or, or what that process is kind of like. And I think um, it's great that you're doing this, you know, the podcast things. It's quite courageous. I wouldn't. I don't think I could do that. Well, you know, to be honest, it obviously allows me to keep in touch with certain people. But um, I, I think it's. I think these are. I don't know. For me, these these kinds of conversations. Um, 
wind up being kind of fun, you know, not necessarily like in, in a, in a very, you know, wrong or right answer kind of way. Cause again, I mean, I think especially, you know, moving after you move past, uh, what graduate school is and what your expectations of it were and all those kinds of things, you're kind of left with this, you know, I have to make, I have to make something, you know, there's no, there's no deadline. There's not, you know, uh, a really smart art historian on my committee that I have to make sure that I consider this one kind of thing. And so it's, it's just very interesting, that process. Mm -hmm. And it's lovely. I think, I think it's just brilliant, you know, just to be left with your own devices and just to work in your own way. Sure. I think it's when my, my work flows best when I'm just, I've got, I guess isolation is important. You can just be by yourself and do your work and then later show it, you know, when it's finished and when you feel ready to show it. And and then you're at that time, you're ready to get all kinds of responses for it, I suppose. Sure. Well, and you know, that that brings up a very interesting idea because, um, you know, just, just in terms of talking to to some folks on here uh, recently, you know, they've, they've talked about being, um, you know, kind of isolated from a, from a big, you know, Mecca of like an art community. Um, yeah. and so I'm, I'm wondering how does that, I mean, I mean, do you, so you kind of feel like, like more of a bit isolated where you can just kind of work then? Yeah, I think it's important. I think, well, a lot of the artists that I admire have all, all been working in isolation of some sort or another. I mean, look at Yaya Kusama, she's been working in what people call a mental institution, but, you know, like to have peace like that to work. And then also one of my favorite Finnish artists, Helena Scherfbeck, she lived in isolation for over 20 years, just doing her stuff. And I think she lived with her mom or something, quite close to us, actually. And I don't, I don't think nowadays, I mean, of course, New York and London and places like that, Berlin are important art centers that, if you look at artists, I mean, they're working all over the place. Like Mama Anderson and Jochen Nordström working in in Stockholm or somewhere in Sweden anyway. And, you know, they're still showing in New York if ever that's important. But. Right, right. Well, and so, I mean, what what kind of, um, I guess, could you talk a little bit of, so when you, when you do have one of these, these big shows, you know, kind of a culmination of all this, this work, um, you know, what, I mean, what do you take away from it? And then, you know, what, what kind of feedback and responses do you, do you get from, from the people that, that, uh, that have come to them? Well, they're not big shows, but whenever I have shows, I think, um, I quite enjoy seeing the work, you know, the finished works all together. Because now I'm just working from home. I pretty much, I don't have a studio at the moment. I'm just working in all the rooms in our house, <laughs> mostly at the kitchen table, which I quite enjoy because, I don't know, um, I, I think making art has become very natural. It's almost like, you know, eating or sleeping or something. That's just something that I do. So it would be odd to just isolate it into one room and that's where you're working. So we've got this. Well, yeah. But anyway, that's beside the point. So, you know, of course you get... Well, I certainly get all kinds of responses when I have shows, but I think maybe the most negative ones don't necessarily come forward to my ears. You know, maybe people don't want to say that to your face. They don't like something or, you know, 
but in terms of reviews, I once had a really bad review and it sort of stuck me for ages. Hmm. But um, I don't know, I guess very recently when I was um, at this meeting, when I had those poems published, there was this, um, we had the conference, uh, this little seminar thing in a town nearby and there was a local writer there, a Finnish writer, and she was speaking about this and speaking about feedback and reviews and stuff and saying that a writer shouldn't really think about it, that they should just do their own stuff and then you get whatever kind of response you get and that's it. And and you should see each piece of work that you do almost like a performance in a sports competition or something, that sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go all that well. And I think I really quite like that idea that, you know, that when you when you finish a piece of work, it takes life on its own, and you can't really go back into it. I mean, people can think whatever they want of it, and you know, you might like it or you might not like it, but it's not like it's not sort of all yours anymore. Right. Well, and I, I think that's something that again, you know, is um, you know, the difference I think for me in in kind of being in that kind of school environment is that you don't. I don't think you really need to be compelled to kind of make work that is supposed to, I don't know, accommodate a certain audience. You know, it seems to me like the best work is about really immersing yourself in what your interests are and mm -hmm. that ultimately it's going to be, you know, received by, by some, you know, really, really well. And I think, you know, just like anything else, I mean, there's plenty of things that I, that I will sometimes just walk past, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I, 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 am just curious about that just because I mean, um, you know, just, just listening to the way that people interact and or at least just regular people, you know, just, um, you know what they're, I always found it crazy cause I would, I would be making these paintings about houses that were from Illinois and I'd get people yeah. telling me they were from California. Um, so I think, you know what I mean? I, and in terms of reviews, I can't, <laughs> I can't remember the last time that I've been reviewed. Um, so, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm really interested in that kind of conversation, you know, just cause, you know, a lot of the things that you're talking about, you know, returning to just a regular life, kind of balancing out this yeah. way of making art with your life. I mean, it, it's very much, you know, not just about art, I guess. And so I mm -hmm. like, I like listening to, to what kind of, what kind of people, you know, what are, what are the, what they're saying, if they like the colors of something or, you know, something of that nature. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and stop uh, rambling here. <laughs> You're not rambling. Um, no, I guess, but anyway, I, I can understand why people would see that the house from California, because we just watched a documentary last week. Um, you know, Louis Theroux, he was in California somewhere. I think it was about prisons in California. Mm -hmm. And we could just see these houses, and, and Dave said, well, look at these, look at these garage doors. They're just like your paintings so you know maybe maybe they have them in california as well similar patterns sure yeah let's see um so i have still a handful of questions here for you um right. but one of the one of the things that i remember you know very specifically in graduate school um you know you you had started doing some kind of collaborative efforts um well with children but then also with other artists is do you do any additional kind of collaborative work these days or is it you know, mostly, again, your your kind of stuff, or? Well, um, 
Dave and I have been collaborating, with, but it's sort of not really led anywhere yet. But we're planning to propose some shows soon. But we sort of created this persona for the two of us pretending to be one person. But I don't know, maybe it's a bit too far-fetched, but I think we're still carrying on, you know, working together in some form or another. Right. I quite enjoy it, but I think that's almost like a hobby or something. It doesn't really, it's not really your own practice. Or for me, it isn't, you know, like I don't, I don't it's not quite as heartfelt as just doing my own work. I quite enjoy it, but you know. Right. It's separate. And a kind of follow up, you've kind of hinted or talked about this a number of times, and we've kind of talked about, you know, managing time and just kind of complications and things like that. But obviously, having a family is, uh, and 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 being out of school is an entirely different <laughs> different animal than being in school, just focused on your work. So, um, you yeah. know, that's a huge huge question. But you know, how is how what is it like having a family? Um, you know, aside from just art stuff, I mean, what what is it like? I mean, how does how has that changed you and, and kind of evolved you, I guess? I think it's great. I think I really enjoy having kids, especially especially when they're a bit older, you know, like <laughs> past the first year of their lives, because then it can be a bit of a nightmare. You're just so, you know, like when they don't talk yet, and you, they're just so tied into you 24 hours a day. You don't get to sleep at night and I don't really enjoy that. I think, you know, I think Sela's, well, she's now one and a half years old and she started talking and it's really funny. She's really entertaining and Arthur is three years old and he's, it's, what I enjoy most about having kids is realizing that they're not just copies. They're not copies of you two at all. They're just their own people. They've got their own ideas and it's just, it's really funny sometimes, you know, the things that they come up with and, the, may, the way they look and the way they move and stuff, I find it so odd they don't really necessarily look anything like us. <laughs> <laughs> They're not clones at all. I find that bizarre. <laughs> you think you think that they look like one of you too, but sometimes they've got expressions that look like Dave, and sometimes they might resemble me a bit, but mostly, I guess, they're just their own people. Right. And I like and I look forward to them growing into growing up into adults that have their own own lives, you know, just to just to see what comes off them because it's very interesting. Like art is very into all kinds of technical stuff, and he's always been like that. Very, he likes to see how things work, and he likes these he likes pushing buttons and stuff. You know, whereas Sela is very vocal, and she's even. When she'd just been born at the hospital, I got told that, that um, well, actually, the woman that was sharing a room with me got told that, oh, poor you, you've got, you've got such lousy, lousy partners here, like, in the same room, because Sela was crying the whole time, and she had such a loud cry, so, and she's learned to talk much, much, much earlier than that, so I think, you know, for her, it's more important to express herself vocally than for him. He's more visual in that sense. So it's very interesting because they're, you know, they've got the same genes, but they're just so different. Right. Well, and I, I mean, no, sorry. <laughs> no, I, we're doing it again. Um, I was just going to ask, I mean, well, I mean, um, 
and I don't know, I hope this isn't, I guess, kind of too personal, but I mean, do you think that, um, I don't, I, I, I'm just really curious how this is, this could, this is going to continue to influence your work or maybe change it or, you know, even if it's not like a direct thing, you know what I mean? Oh, having kids. Yeah, or... yeah. You know, uh, even just that, that kind of collaborative idea, I mean, even if it's not a very direct thing, I mean, I, I can't help but think that you know, just the way that you're kind of talking about it kind of puts you in a, it seems like it puts you in a place where you're observing things that you maybe would have missed before. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I mean, even before I had, before we had kids, I was very into child psychology and, you know, like even in Carbondale, I sat in this one class, child psychology class, because I've just, that's something that interests me, how, how a personality develops. And, and I think, yeah, just watching them too is definitely gonna definitely gonna develop or somehow have an impact on my work. Right. As as well as having a direct impact. Like now I've been using them too as models because I've never really painted kids before. And for this show that I've got opening next week, I've just painted them too and made these sort of characters out of them and and I've been mixing Sela's face with well, making these characters out of her and then painting these flowers that I photographed in a Spanish graveyard because um, I think a child's face looks so innocent and so beautiful and it's just so perfect and then it's like a flower, isn't it, you know, because it's not always going to stay like that. Right. Um, so, I don't know, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? Oh, no, anyway. no. It, um, and so, so I mean, um, could you kind of give us a little bit more info about this uh, this show that's coming up? It's just in, a, in the local art museum, in, this, in a tower. They've got this sort of small tower at, attached to the main art museum, and that's where I'm going to have my show. It sounds so it's perfect. Like, it's like this brick tower. <laughs> it looks a bit like a jail. So, like an old-fashioned... Originally, when I went there for the first time, I thought, oh, that would be a brilliant place to have a, have a show because it does look a bit like, you know, like these towers that you have in children's books and things like that, but also a bit like a jail cell or something. Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to put those characters and the, the flowers. And, and they're not, they're not, I mean, they were plastic flowers at a Spanish graveyard, so they're not real, you know, not, they look, sort of vulgar because they're so vibrant and so in your face and so I mean are, are these um, paintings um, I, I guess what what kind of uh, surface are they on are they kind of shaped canvases or panels like you've done in the past or yeah they're MDF mostly and I've just um, yeah used a, a saw and just cut them out similar to what I did in Carbondale actually this is the first time that I'm painting like that since Carbondale, and I'm really enjoying it. Sure. Because I'm doing all kinds of stuff in between, like like I was telling you, know, like paper cut type stuff like that. But I think this is something that I enjoy most, you know, doing these bigger paintings and then cutting them out. Like Dave's saying that it's very, very masculine what I do with the art. It's quite funny because I think the results are very... You know, you can tell that they're made by a woman, but then I'm downstairs in the garage using these hand saws and yeah, power tools like that. So, yeah. 
No, I, I, I remember, you know. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. That's really, I quite like it. I like attacking a piece of MDF with a saw. Well, I'm, I'm just um, remembering wonderful visions of you wearing, like, goggles and just sanding, sanding the hell out of something all day. All day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I still do. I think it's quite crazy. That's what I really enjoy. That's, I think that's why this show that I've been working for right now has felt so comfortable for me because I've just really enjoyed going back and forth into the garage and, you know, wearing those goggles and sewing stuff out and then coming back in and... I've actually I've used resin as well. Again, I haven't used resin since since two thousand and seven, mostly because I've been pregnant or then the kids have been so young that I haven't wanted any fumes in the house. But but now I find a perfect place to do it. I'm downstairs in our basement in the sauna, and we've got good ventilation there, so I'm doing <laughs> resin work there. <laughs> and well, and how do they? Uh, again, I, I don't know if this really. Uh, Obviously, I'm guessing that you haven't had uh, extremely long conversations. I don't know, but what? How do your how do your children respond to, to to some of these pieces? Well, they ask things like, "Why don't I have any hair?" <laughs> or, <laughs> Arthur was really upset when he saw a painting of himself first. He said, "That's not me. I've got hair." <laughs> and I mean, why do I have an expression like that? And I think oh. Sarah quite likes them. She just says baby, baby, and picks them up, and, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, but they're, they're very direct in their responses. Well, and it, it just sounds like it'll be a, a really nice show, and a, and a kind of nice, especially, I think, just too, in terms of, you know, you're talking about kind of using these different materials and that, and finally being able to, to kind of paint again, and not having to worry about chemical, you know, toxins and stuff like that, and so, um, it sounds like it'll be a really great kind of experience um yeah i've had a lot of fun making the work so i'll set it up on friday we'll see how it looks interesting interesting um and so again just a handful of questions here left um mm -hmm. and again maybe a little bit more i guess fun well potentially what um are you still a, a big elvis fan in the studio or do oh. you do you listen to other things any at all anymore <laughs> Recently, I've noticed that when I've been working, I've just been working in so in complete silence because the kids are so noisy the whole time. So whenever they leave the house, I just want to have complete silence. But yeah, if I listen to music, I guess I still like Elvis a lot. I like Björk, and um, yeah, I like Bob Dylan as well. <laughs> Aretha Franklin, Al Green, I still like. And James Bryan, that kind of stuff, sure. all stuff. Well, and, you know, it, it makes me, it's funny, the, all these interviews wind up making me want to have these little segments that are just kind of these kind of throwaway questions, not throwaway questions, but, you know, just this question is so interesting to me because I, I um, you know, I can talk to somebody that has so specific, I, I guess, in terms of what they do, or, you know, it's like somebody asked me recently what kind of music I listen to, and mm -hmm. I just wind up listening to so many podcasts now that I, it's it's almost that I don't even listen to music. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't know if you remember, or maybe you've even kind of visited, but um, Ben Gardner was on last week, and he came to yeah. SIU while we were there, um, 
And it's amazing to me because it seems from his Facebook updates that he is just kind of knocking out piece after piece after piece. And at the same time, he's telling me that he's seen every Law & Order episode ever made while painting in the studio. So um, the idea of kind of being in there in silence is really kind of an interesting thing to me. And I don't mean to make it sound like a very big thing, um, but um, I do find like I get, I get in this I get in this like mode where if I've just been working for a long time during the day, I will eventually like something will just stop playing, yeah. and I'll just be kind of forced to kind of keep working there. And maybe it's it's weird because sometimes I'll wind up spending a half hour to an hour before I even kind of realize it to kind of get back to put something on to kind of break up that silence, but. Um, I don't know. There's there's something that's really interesting about that. You know, it, it kind of almost reminds me of the same way that you might do almost like a once over of your show, almost kind of right before everything is supposed to open up or kind of get set up, just to kind of take it all in and kind of yeah. see what that experience is like. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so. I like silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, last well. We obviously have talked a little bit about this uh, this show that's coming up. Um, will there be images in that on your website uh, in the near future? I well, if I get around to putting them there, I'm sort of slagging behind a little bit in that I should be putting stuff up. I think my website is sort of well. I guess my blog is more up to date with with what I'm doing. You know, the website is sort of. It's just got some bits and pieces from here and there, but yeah. And, and what's the, the blog site so that people can check it out? It's elananiami.blogspot.com. Okay. And it feeds straight to my Facebook, so, you know, that's, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Um, and so my, my last question for you here um, is just um, in terms of uh, art, I guess, what was what was the last really – you know, powerful art art that you've seen that, that really kind of stuck with you? Mm, well, I went to Paris in the spring and uh, saw Anish Kapoor in Grand Palace, which was great. Like, I think most art pieces that I've seen, I've sort of thought, well, no, I mean, this sounds really bad, but they look just as good in books, and you get the same experience by looking at them in books. This is something I shouldn't have been probably admitting but I feel like that but that Anish Kapoor piece was something that you really had to see in person it was this um, in Grand Palace it was just the whole room was filled with this rubber form and you could put, you could push your ear into it and you could hear it sort of almost like almost like in some kind of organ internal organ or something almost like it was breathing or whatever it was very interesting so that was interesting and then um Another show by um, Douglas Gordon, that was in Paris as well. Just photographs of, of um, all kinds of things like meat and food and then um, people, religious scenes and war scenes, but then also family photos and, you know, tourist photos, things like that. And they just filled a whole big, a huge room all together with some mirrors here and there. Yeah, that was very interesting. I, I mean, I don't. I think actually, there's not that many shows that have been really, sort of, that really stick 
and my memory. But those two are, and then Wolfgang Thielmann's show that I saw in Chicago years and years ago. That was really good when we were in Carbondale. I really enjoyed that. Interesting. Well, um, thanks again for being on the podcast, Alona. Well, thanks very much for having me. And yeah, good luck for the future. Thanks again to Alona for joining us today. You can find out more about her work by visiting her website, alonanyemi.com. You can get live updates by visiting her blog, alonanyemi.blogspot.com. And of course, if you need any help finding these, you can visit studiobreak.wordpress.com. Please leave us some feedback. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.